Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And as we know, one of the best ways to do that is to experience the great outdoors in one of our country's amazing national parks. That's why I'm especially excited about speaking with our guest today, Allison Johnson. Allison is a senior editor for National Geographic Books, where she publishes travel, photography, and Cookbooks. She's also worked on a number of other best-selling books, and prior to her work on these books, Allison worked as a lifestyle editor at Everyday Rachel Ray magazine, where she covered food, travel, and do-it-yourself. So throughout her career, Allison has no doubt been lucky enough to witness many beautiful and awe-inspiring sights, but believe me, none are more impressive than those to be found in the book that she's going to share with us today. It's called National Geographic Complete National Parks of the United States. I can't wait to get started because this stunningly beautiful book belongs on everyone's coffee table. So welcome, Allison. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it is definitely my delight, and I first off want to begin with a huge congratulations on creating such a gorgeous book, as well as one that's an incredible resource for planning trips to beautiful places. That doesn't surprise me because it's published by National Geographic, but I wanted to ask you, it must have been a real labor of love for you. It was. It is such a joy to work on this book. And, you know, one of my favorite things about being a travel editor with National Geographic is when I'm not out in the world on my own, I can explore the world from my armchair. And so I have travel writers that I work with that are constantly on the road, travel photographers as well. And when I'm not able to get to places, they are there doing the groundwork and they are filling books like this with loads of insider information from the ground floor. And so they found places to go to, hidden histories within these parks, and they also talked to park rangers as they were out there researching this book. And we got their best insights to the hidden gems, the secret trails, the history of the park, right from the source of the park rangers who are caring for these lands and keeping them in such pristine condition. Wow, I, that is so exciting because I would say for me, uh, I, you know, it's wonderful to travel and do things, but going to a national park is a special opportunity. It's it's beautiful. Again, it's awe inspiring, and it makes us really appreciate the country that we were that we live in. Uh, and I also want to say that you know this is coming at a perfect time because uh, you know our country's undergoing some challenging times, <laughs> but this is, book is a reminder of the beauty, the history, and the remarkable gifts we share. It is. And you know, what I love about this book is it doesn't just cover the 63 national parks. It covers 400 sites, monuments, historic sites, trails, recreation areas, seashores and lakeshores that are across the country. So everyone can find something close to home that's just right in their backyard, maybe an hour or two drive away. And I think it's a great reminder of what we have in our own backyards, as well as the shared history that we have in these treasured places and monuments. Well, this is actually the third edition of the complete of the National Parks Guide by uh, the uh, National Geographic. So, did you, do you have some things where it got it got altered or changed, or anything that you want to speak to the, the fact of how it was updated? 
Absolutely. So we're always updating these books with the most updated information. So again, that comes from park rangers. Maybe trails have changed. You know, if you look at Hawaii's Volcano National Park, there was an eruption a few years ago that really rerouted a lot of the things you can see and do in the park. So we wanted to first off make sure all of the information in these books is up to date as possible and gives readers the true information of what they'll experience when they get to the parks. And on top of that, the National Park Service is continually growing. So they're adding new sites and monuments to the park system year over year. One example, in 2020, we were we got our 63rd National Park, New River Gorge in West Virginia. It was named a national park after being a state park for years and years. And so we wanted to take entries like that, take new national parks, and really explain why they were designated as national parks, what makes them so special and unique, and what there is to do and see. And that covers everything from the Civil Rights Trail that covers a ton of national landmarks throughout the South and the Mid-Atlantic, to battlefields across the country, and to other state parks and lake shores around the country as well. Well, and you'd mentioned uh, that the book is divided by ge geography, geographical regions. But what I liked a lot is you created a how to use this book page. So that really makes trip planning easy. So tell us a little bit about how the book is organized and how people can best use it as a guide for their own vacation planning. Absolutely. So we divided the book up region by region. So you can go to either the part you live in or the region you're going to be visiting soon. And then within each region, the chapters are broken down to go state by state. And you can really find the national park sites and the state parks and monuments in every state. And you'll get a brief history about that park as, as well as what to do and see there, whether it's a drive that you can take to a scenic area, bird watching, a trail system that you can hike or walk. So we try to give as much as information as humanly possible. And one thing that I love that we've done in this book, every region opens with a map. So you can visually see where these places yeah. are in that region. And you might be able to plan a road trip or an RV trip to go park by park through those regions, state by state. So you can really, if you take the time to use this book as a planning tool, take a week and see multiple sites in one week vacation. Wow, Allison, I'm so glad you brought that up because, again, my audience and I myself are basically baby boomers, and we at this point, most of us are retired or many of us are retired, and we have discretionary time that we can do so we could take a road trip across the country if we wanted and use this book as a guide. Absolutely. This is the perfect book to plan a road trip across the country. And if you don't want to go coast to coast, there's some places that might make more sense to start with. I always tell people if you want to do a national park road trip, start in Utah. There are five national parks in Utah. You can basically get all of the national parks in a week or a week and some change visit. Plus, there are so many monuments and state parks to see, too, that you can really break up the trip going national park to state park to national park. And then if you have even more time on your hands, you can hop over to New Mexico or Arizona or even Colorado to see the national parks there all in one fell swoop. Well, and that, like, ge geographically speaking, they are pretty close to one another, you know, so to speak. But uh, that is a wonderful tip for us. Uh, and I also was, I, when I'm, opened the show when I said it must have been a labor of love. I love the introduction that you wrote uh, about fa founding of our, the founding of our national park set in motion. I'm quoting you here. I think a global movement to protect, preserve, and appreciate natural landscapes and historic landmarks. 
And since it was uh, under your auspices that the book came out, do you have any favorite sites or surprising historical references that you could share with us today? Yeah, you know, one of my favorite sites is actually in the Shenandoah National Park System. And, you know, I'm lucky I live only about an hour away from it, so I can really do that in a day trip. But they have this beautiful skyline drive that you can take overlooking the Shenandoah National Forest. And it's Ah. also a really great place to visit to see a different part of the Virginia area because you also have Luray Caverns, which is a national landmark right off the Shenandoah skyline. So you can visit a cave system. There are wineries near nearby. So if you want to go off the scenic drive and have a glass of wine and enjoy an afternoon, you can do that too. And there's a lot of history throughout Shenandoah, a lot of national parks history and the foundation of building these roadways and finding hiking trails that have hidden gems like waterfalls in the distance are really cool spots that you can really see on one. It's a day trip. It's two to three hours to drive the whole thing. And it's really, really lovely. Oh, you've got me excited. (laughs) I think I'm going to have to take a trip to the Shenandoah Valley for sure. Well, one thing, though, I know from personal experience, and others do, at times the national parks can get super crowded. And you mentioned Utah. That's where Arches is, I believe. I know that can get very crowded. So do you have a specific time that you think it's best to visit some of these parks, or is it just kind of take it, you know, go and cross your fingers? You know, I think the best time to visit if you want to avoid the crowds is in the off season. So you might have to deal with some colder temperatures, but it's worthwhile to avoid the crowds. And you get a very different experience of the parks when you have more space to yourself. Um, You know, when I visited Yellowstone, for instance, it was actually in the dead of winter. So there were feet of snow on the ground. And we, you know, took a snowmobiling tour and we went snowshoeing. And it was like living in a snow globe. It was absolutely beautiful. There were bison and roaming out that we saw rabbits hopping through the snow it was absolutely breathtaking and it was so quiet you still saw the geysers you still got all those natural yellowstone experiences but i don't remember seeing another person while i was there and that's a really rare experience in a park like yellowstone that is so visited and so overcrowded so if you can go in the off season you're going to have a very quiet and different experience than you would the rest of the year well, that is great advice, and I think, you know, I went to Yellowstone, too, kind of on an off-season, but it wasn't where I was alone, I have to tell you, but what an amazing experience it is, whether there are people there or not. I mean, that just is incredible. Uh, and before I let you go, I do want to say the book, of course, again, uh, is published by National Geographic, so it's not only filled with information, but a true feast for the eyes, and I wanted to ask you, were you involved in the selection of some of these photographs, because they truly are stunning. They truly are beautiful. I was involved along with our wonderful team of photographers and photo editors and designers and everyone. It was a labor of love for everyone to make this a book that was as beautiful as it is informative and make it possible that people who can't get out to the parks right now can travel from their armchairs at home. And so I am so happy with how beautiful it is as much as it is informative to help you plan your next trip. Well, Allison, this has been a delight. Do you have any final thoughts maybe about the book or the importance of our national parks or being armchair travelers? You know, I hope this book inspires everyone to get out and explore, see the diversity that our country offers in outdoor experiences, and you can be inspired to create your own bucket list by buying the book wherever books are sold at your favorite bookstore. 
And I would like to add, really and truly, I've said it a few times, but the, the photographs are stunning. The, uh, it's so well organized. And the, as you mentioned, you really focused on how people can use this book to plan their own trips. So one more time, congratulations. I, I really appreciate speaking with you, your information, and your passion about our national parks. Well, thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. Well, and I urge all of you listeners out there, please check out National Geographic's Complete National Parks of the United States. Not only is it a feast for the eyes, but perhaps more importantly, the book represents a reason to celebrate our remarkable country and a profound call to preserve the wonders of our land for generations to come. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.